0: Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. In the room today, uh, welcome to City Hills. If you're here for the first time, I'm so honored that you're here today. Today's a special day, and uh, I'll get into that in just a moment. Um, Today is our annual Kingdom Builder Offering. It's our year-end offering, our vision offering. We've done this for six years since we started the church. We will always do this uh, out of uh, gratefulness in our heart to God for just the year that we've had, just a remarkable year. And so we, uh, at the end of every year, we sow back uh, into um, what God is doing uh, so be prepared for that at the end of today's service. I never want you to be surprised. That's not the kind of church we are. We don't sneak up on you. I've been talking about this for 10 weeks. Uh, we, don't, we don't sneak up on you about anything like this. So uh, at the end of today's service, uh, we're going to all give together. And if you came prepared to give, you can do that. You can give online. Uh, as always, you can give to the end of the year. Uh, till the 31st, so many of us do that. Matter of fact, I heard somebody uh, just before this service that said, Hey, uh, just so you know, uh, you know, we're going to continue our kingdom builder from now to the end of the year. You can do that above and beyond our tithing. But when our ushers are at the front, you'll see uh, you can give your tithing at the same time we give our kingdom builder offering. Just make sure that you let them know. All right, everybody, take a deep breath. Because I started with money, and that makes you weird, you know. So if you're uh, if you're here for the first time, don't feel any pressure whatsoever. This service is our gift to you. Uh, But I can't apologize to you about sowing a seed of faith. Amen, everybody. Uh, It's a Bible principle, and if you've been around our church very long, you know that every fall we sort of shift our focus to others. And uh, all year long, I hope that you fill ministry from us. I want to make you better disciples. Uh, throughout the year, I'm preaching messages focused on you and your spiritual growth. As a matter of fact, I'm already preparing our first quarter messages. Uh, I already have January and February and March ready for you. Uh, and so I already know which ones are long and which ones are short. I already know the good ones and the bad ones. So I'm not going to give you a heads up so you'll come to all of them and you'll just, you won't know. But uh, anyways, uh, I hope that you feel that kind of ministry coming back to you. But, um, but during the fall, we kind of shift our focus for just a little bit. Part of that was what we just came out of at the movies. Everybody was the best that we've ever done. I love, love, love at the movies. Yeah. I love that we get to do that together. So many new families, so many fresh starts with God. Every single service, three services a Sunday, four Sundays in the road, and not one service did somebody not get saved. Somebody, every single service, somebody gave the heart to Jesus. Come on, give God better praise than that, everybody, yeah. And uh, just a great time. We do so much fun stuff around uh, church life. You heard Claudia talk about Christmas at City Hills. Love to see you on Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas at City Hills is at 3 and 4.15, 3 o'clock and 4.15, identical services, we put it right between lunch and dinner, come on everybody, so uh, whether you do lunch with your family, then you can come to, to uh, service, or whether you do dinner, you can come early, uh, I'd love to have you there, candlelight and carols, and I'll be Bringing a Christmas message, our kids, have, it's just an amazing time, it's so much fun. It just feels like Christmas and candlelight, amen everybody, and I want you to be there. Don't miss it, bring your whole family, and dress up a little bit. Guys, wear a shirt with a collar on it, looks like this, looks like this. Wear something not with a cowboy logo on it, just something, you know what I mean? And let's, let's just, it's Christmas time, take a picture with your wife or something, you know, and, and let's, uh, let's make it good. Next Sunday, everybody say next Sunday. Next Sunday Sunday is a big day in our kids' uh, ministry. Uh, City Hills Kids has a kids' pajama day. I wish we could do that. Some of y'all do. Uh, But uh, our kids' (laughs) pajama, I'm just scanning the crowd so that I don't look at anybody. Uh, Next Sunday is our kids' pajama day. They'll dress up in pajamas and have a big Christmas party. I love that. And the next Sunday night, our students have ugly sweaters. It's it's really all about how you dress, apparently, at Christmas. And... um, so they have a fun night, middle school and high school students next Sunday night. Just so much for your family in this season. You know, Brandon and I were talking uh, just the other day about how busy. Anybody else have something every night of the week, every night of the week? And, but I love it. That's what this season's all about. And we're never alone. We're always together. And, uh, and I love that. I love that time of the year. And, uh, and then January's on the way. Super excited about 21 days of prayer and fasting. Was that a ghost that just came to the stage? Um, if somebody's coming to get me, I need help, Luke. Uh, if anybody's. Uh, anyway, um, going to be a great, great season together. Uh, it's been quite uh, a few weeks since I preached to you live, so I'm a little out of practice. So uh, you'll just have to bear with me, and then I'll promise I'll get the hang of it. At this 22 years, uh, I'll get the hang of it really quick. Again, kind of like riding a bicycle. Uh, I didn't miss a service in all the six weeks I haven't been uh, live. Matter of fact, I've been on the Platform for six weeks But just haven't preached live to you So excited about that and excited to bring this message today Next week I'm preaching a Christmas message to you Especially for people who are struggling in this season uh, I know that it's hard When you talk about all the joy And all the all the fun and all the stuff Honestly there are people who struggle in this season More than ever suicides in America Are at the highest between Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, It is the time Depression is uh, There are more uh, depression medication dispensed uh, in the latter part of the year than at any other time in the year, people struggle with loss, and the loss of a loved one, or a marriage, or a job, or finances, or struggling, and so I want to I help you next Sunday, and speak a word of peace into you in this Christmas season. Also, some people just struggle because you can't believe God put you in the family you're in, and you're going to have to go spend a day with them, and you just need some hope, you know, and you just you got to sit by your mother-in-law for a couple of hours, and you need a preacher to tell you you're going to make it. So that's what I'm going to do next Sunday, and I don't want you to miss that. Are you ready for this word today, everybody? All right, good. Father, thank you for uh, God's word. I opened my heart today. God, I'm going to give and sow into the future today. I pray for every heart. Holy Spirit, do what I can't do. God, as we bring a gift of faith today and sow that seed of faith into our future, I do so out of gratitude in my heart. God, I thank you for all you've done in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Amen. If you're new to our church, our vision is very simple. We're actually a pretty simple church. We teach it this way, that you can get a good meal at a couple of different places. Uh, Somebody asked me the other day if I remember now. I'm a kid of the 80s, and I grew up uh, in the deep south and on the east coast. And uh, we had Ryan's Steakhouse. Do you remember Ryan's? Anybody? Yeah? Yeah. Two of us, a couple of us, we're from the South Everybody from the South remembers How about Golden Corral, that's all you Texans know what that is Okay, you can't get that excited about Golden Corral But anyway, Golden Corral or Ryan's is the same, same, uh, look the same, kind of acted I think Ryan's is better But anyway, it's, you can get anything You can get a steak they call it a steak. I'm not sure what, what it is. But anyway, they, they say that, that it's a steak, and, and you can get Chinese food, same place. And you can get chocolate fountain, and you can get self-serve ice cream. Come on, somebody. And you can get mashed potatoes, and you can get a salad bar. And, you, and all of it, listen, is okay. You know what I mean? You can also get salmonella. Everything's okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's all right. How many of you have ever been to Ruth's Chris? There's a Ruth's Chris just down the road from us, and Brandon and I love... Uh, every once in a while, I'm not that big of a red meat eater. I wasn't raised in Texas where you eat steak for breakfast. But uh, uh, every once in a while, special occasions, we'll go somewhere nice like a Fleming Steakhouse or Myron's or, or Ruth's Chris. And you can't get Chinese food at Myron's Prime Steakhouse. You just can't get it. You get one thing when you go to Myron's. When you go to Bohannon's, you get one thing. You get steak. You get a steak. That's what you get there because that's what they're good at. And there's two types of churches in the world. There are churches that have a buffet of things they offer you, and all of them are okay. And then there's a church that just offers a few things, but they give it the best they can, and I think it's the best that you can find. We like to think of ourselves uh, in the latter. We don't do everything. We just do a very few things, but I want to do them really, really, really well for you and help you grow in your spiritual life. I think there's a spiritual journey God wants to bring you on, and we say it like this. Write it down in your notes. If you're taking notes, all Christians take notes in church. All sinners just stare. So, look down the aisle. You'll see who you're sitting beside. Uh, Four things that I think God wants to do in every life. We want you to know God. I don't want you to know about God. I want you to know God. Everybody shout, know God. I don't want you to know about the Bible. I want you to know the Bible. David said, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. He said, I, I, want, I want to know it so much I hide it in there. You, you know, when you hide something, that way when a booger man comes in the middle of the night, you can pull it out and say, no, I've hidden this in there. Are you with me? I've hidden a Glock in my bedroom. Because I'm from Texas. Don't nobody roll up on me in the middle of the night because I've hidden a 9 millimeter somewhere. I know where it is and the bad guy don't know where it is. And if you come knocking at my door at two o'clock in the morning, and that and it happened, it happened not not long ago. There was somebody at our uh, in in the cul-de-sac that had their lights shining right into my house, and I called the cops on one hand, and I had that other hand like this right here, just walking around like this. But I had something in my hand. Are you with me? I hid, I hid it, but I knew where it was. That, I want you to know, God, that you hide that stuff in your heart. That when bad things come into your life, you know it. I, I know where it is. I know where peace comes from. I know where joy comes from. I know where fulfillment comes from. I know where healing comes from. I know where provision comes from. Can I get a better amen? I'm not used to preaching. Y'all aren't used to amen Let's catch up. All right, everybody? I want you to know God. And when you know God, I want you to find freedom. The second part of the vision that I think God has for every person is that you find freedom in your life. I don't want you to be bound to... I found a lot of people who are saved on their way to heaven but still living in hell. Still bound by addictions and problems and hurts and things in their lives. I want you to find freedom from all of that. And then we. I think the best part of Christianity happens at this next part where you discover your purpose. That you were put on this planet... For a purpose, that you're not just here to to take up space and work 30 years and buy a house and put a a dog in the yard And and then retire and live on social security for the rest of your life It's not God's plan for your life That God has a purpose for you at every stage of your life You're supposed to live in purpose And then I want to help you find a family of people who are making a difference Because really the best part of living is when you make a difference with your life Everybody say make a difference Say make a difference My life isn't about me, it's about others. I want you to make a difference with your life. This is the greatest purpose of your life, is to make a difference in the lives of others. It is not to consume, it's not to grow. Listen to me, it's not even to get more spiritual. The greatest gift God would give you in the world is that whatever God put in your hand, you use it, you leverage it to make a difference for others. God never gives you anything just for you. God never gives you a raise just for you to consume it all. God never gives you a house just so you and your family can lock the door and stay behind it. And we have huge backyards and nobody has front porches anymore. We want to stay in our backyard. We, I, I live in a, a, a neighborhood full of, you know, close houses. You know what I mean? We're, and and I have a two-story house. You can see into everybody's backyard and everybody can see into your backyard this morning, we have neighbors with a hot tub, and they were in it uh, early, and that was it wasn't pretty. Anyway, <laughs> it, was not, it was not nice. But uh, you, everybody wants to just close up and just be all by myself and every, everything. No, I'm not supposed to do that. My life is to make a difference in others. It's for others. It's for others. Say amen to that. Amen. I want to preach to you today on this subject. If you're taking notes at the top of your page, I want to preach about faith for your future. Faith for your future. At the end of this service, as we give our Kingdom Builder offering, I want to I want to preach a word of faith over you before you give. You gotta, you gotta receive a word of faith into your heart before you give. In your vehicle, in your truck, in your car, the windshield is always bigger than the rear view mirror. And it is because you're not supposed to you're not supposed to drive the car consistently in reverse. You're supposed to go forward. And the same thing's true in your life. You are not supposed to live your Christian life constantly looking over your shoulder at where it was and what we used to have and how the marriage used to be and that relationship I used to have and that 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 problem that I went through and that hurt that I've survived. No, you're not supposed to always be looking back. You're supposed to always be looking forward you're supposed to always be driving your faith forward we say it like this that the best is yet to come somebody asked me pastor how do you know the best is yet to come here's how i know because jesus hasn't come back yet And until we get to heaven, it's always the best is yet to come. Until we get out of this world rattled with disease and sin and evil and problems and war and stuff and and mess-ups and divorce and addiction, until we get out of this world, I just know this, God always has something better on the other side. God always has a step forward for me. Say amen to that. God has a step forward in your life as well. The trouble is it's hard to have faith. When we're in a situation that we can't currently see a way out, if I preach about one Bible character the most, it's a man named Abram. Abram lived about two thousand years before Jesus is born. He's married to a woman named Sarai. Sarai, if you're pregnant with a little girl, that's a good name. <laughs> Sarai mess her up in kindergarten, you know, where she has to spell it out loud to her, you know, to her teacher every time. And Abram and Sarai are are older and she's barren. She's been unable to have a baby. But God gave them a promise. If you're new to the Bible, God said, uh, you're going to have a son in your old age. Just hang on. God has a promise for you. Let me stop here and look at somebody in the eye and tell you, God has a promise for you. And if he has a promise for you, he will complete the good work he started in you. Say amen to that. Don't give up. If you're not, listen, if you're not dead, God's not done with you. If you're not dead, God's not done with you It's not over yet If you're not completely healed, God's not finished yet If you don't have the family, God promised you God's not finished yet If you're not in a happy marriage, God's not finished yet Say amen to that I hope second service preaches better than this And he said, I'm going to give you a son You know the story if you've been around the Bible a long time Abram was 75 years old And Sarai was 65 when God promised them a son Now listen if I'm Abram, I, I know the way men think. Abram, when he hears from God, he's probably thinking, "Okay, I mean, I'm 75, but Daddy's still got it. You know what I mean? But Mama's 65 years old. All right, and she's old. And if that's how men think, you know, I, I oh I oh I'm good, but I don't know about Mama. You know, she's old. She's 65, and I don't know if she can do this. And the Bible actually says they laughed at God. And I, the, the, you, you must have you must have you must have messed up. And God gave them Isaac, their promised son, 25 years later. Abram is 100. Sarai is 90. Look in my eyes. If he promises it, you don't have to figure it out. You just have to wait long enough. Most of Christian look into my eyes, most of Christianity is just hanging on long enough. It's just staying, it's just staying in long enough. It's just not giving up. It's just getting up every Sunday and putting one foot in front of the other. It's just saying, okay, God, I'm not stopping today. I don't see the promise yet. It hadn't happened yet, but I am not giving up on that. If he promised it, he is faithful to complete the promise in your life. Say yes to that. God tells Abram in Genesis 22 and 17, I thought I'd read a scripture to you so you'd know it was the Bible. Genesis 22 and 17, God says it like this, I'll surely bless you. Make your descendants as numerous as the, underline this in your Bible, the stars in the sky, the sand on the seashore. Sand and stars. Sand and stars. Sand and stars. God's using figurative language, word pictures, you know we, we we do this sometimes I need a little bit more on the stage uh, audio uh, uh, we do this sometimes when we're trying to paint a picture so somebody understands you're brave like a lion you know what I mean you you you're got you brave like this uh, Brandy tells me sometimes after service when I preach she says that was I was I said did I make sense she said oh that was clear as mud <laughs> yeah y'all get the y'all get the trial the second one I've worked out all the muddy parts you know what I mean and, and, and uh, it, it's spreading like wildfire. Are you with me, everybody? It's a word picture, and so is sand and stars. God's using language to stretch Abram. He said, I want you to see beyond where you currently are. I know Sarah's barren. I know you're 75 years old. I know, but i got to open up your eyes to the possibility that God has more in your future. Say amen to that. And he said, I, I want you to look up in the skies and see the stars, and I want you to walk through the, through, through the seashore, and I want you to see the sand, and I want you to lift your vision for your life. And that is my prayer for you this Kingdom Builders Sunday, that you lift your vision for your life, you raise your eyes a little higher for our church, and you see what isn't there. Let me give you three points because I know you're expecting that today. I want to give you three things about living this faith for the future. Living this faith for the future. Write it down like this. Number 1. God chooses the unlikely to do the unlikely. God chooses the unlikely to do the unlikely. Surely God wouldn't choose me. I'm not as good as they are. I'm not as young as they are. Not as pretty as they are. Not as talented as they are. Not as tall as they are. I've heard other people say that. I'm not as not as skinny as they are. Don't have the talents. Can't sing like they can. Don't, don't have the gifts they do. Don't have the connections they do. Wasn't born into their family. Wasn't raised like them. I, if I had money like that, I'd be able to do that. You ever said that? You ever read an article? Brandy and I spend a lot of late nights sending each other news articles about... You know, just random and crazy things, and sometimes she'll send me, you know, how to, you know, six ways to get skinny tomorrow, and you know, seven keys to wealth overnight, and that kind of stuff. And I'll reply back, well, yeah, I mean, if I, you know, if I was born into that family, you know, if I had that DNA, you see, my parents, you know, I can't, we can't, I can't do that. And sometimes you'll do that, you'll disqualify yourself and say, well, that that can't be me. But the Bible is full of people who are unlikely to do what God's called them to do. Gideon was the least in his family, and God calls him a mighty warrior. Esther is a Jew who marries a non-Jew king and saved her entire people. Moses stutters and delivers the children of Israel. David is smaller and uglier than all of his other brothers, and God makes him the forever reigning king on the throne of Israel. What God wants for you and I isn't because you're qualified, or you have it all, or you have it all together. God uses unlikely people to do unlikely things. God uses people just like you and people just like me. God doesn't call qualified people. God qualifies called people. God puts his hand on you. God puts his anointing on you. God puts blessing on your life. God puts connections on your life. You're not smart enough to be in that job. You don't have enough to be able to lead that company like you are. God's hand is on your life. You didn't come from that. God put his hand on you. That's why I have faith for the future because I didn't create this. God gave me this ability. Say amen to that. God put His hand on me and He uses the unlikely. Not just for big things. you got to have faith for the future for everything. Maybe you desire to see your spouse come to Christ. A child come back to the Lord. Your sand and stars promise is that God is going to reach your child. I have two babies. My little girl just turned 11. My little boy just turned 8. I can't imagine. Don't tell me your horror stories about teenagers. Mine aren't going to go through that. <laughs> let, let me be ignorant. Just let me walk through it, okay? Don't tell me. But I can't imagine my babies away from God. And there are parents I'm preaching to who are praying for your children who are far from God. That's the sand and stars promise God put on the inside. You've got to have faith for that in your life. Maybe it's the vision to start your own business. I'm always humbled and surprised at the number of entrepreneurs in our church. There are business owners in this room. There are people who stepped out in faith and started their own business and, and bought a franchise and, and, and had vision. And so Maybe it's inside of you and you don't know how to start. and You don't know where to go and you feel like you lack the resources, but God has put something on the inside of you. He's chosen you to be that business owner, that leader, that entrepreneur that God put on. Maybe it's the desire to serve a need and you think, I wish I could could help but I don't have the education I don't have the right financing God's put it on the inside of you maybe it's to just break an addiction maybe that's the promise God's given you and you've tried and you've failed and you've tried and you've failed and you've rehabbed and you've gotten out and you've 12 stepped and you've fallen off the wagon but God's made a promise and you can see yourself living in freedom shout amen to that God wants to use you say me say me God wants to use you. He chooses the unlikely to do the unlikely. As we give today, know this, God's chosen... Us to bring revival God hasn't chosen anybody else Now listen I love every pastor in this community I lo- when, I've, when I moved here seven years ago To start this church I didn't know one soul I wrote handwritten notes to every pastor In 25 miles of this building Every single pastor got a handwritten note from me And I said hey I'm coming in And I'm going to start reaping in fields that you've sown You've been here 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years One church has been here over 100 years And I just want you to know I'm going to come harvest some seeds that you've been planting And I didn't plant them And I love you and I honor you But I'm not worried about what they're doing. God chose us to bring revival here. God chose this church to put His hands on. God chose us to be salt and light. God chose us to be life-giving and spirit-filled. God chose us to be a house of miracles. God chose us to reach the next generation. God chose us. Say amen to that. He uses unlikely people. Just a couple of weeks ago, I got this handwritten letter. Now, if you have complaints, you can send them to Julie at City Hills. <laughs> but if you have a praise report, I'll give you my address. Dear City Hills Church, on Sunday, October the 30th, at approximately 5.30, my daughters and myself were in the drive through at Hat Creek Burger Company, 1604 and Lookout Road. I approached the window. I was told the vehicle ahead of me had paid for our meal. And they left a little act of kindness card from your church. And I'm so grateful. Times are difficult for me. I'm a single mom. I had two girls in the car. And this was a huge blessing for us. It was a sign from God that I'm not alone. I don't know who the person was. I don't know who paid for our meal that gave us the card. But it said God loves you and so do we. I just wanted to say thank you. And God bless you. God uses every day average people just like you to change the world. God uses people just like you to make a difference in the lives of others. He chooses the unlikely to do the unlikely. Number two, write this down. He chooses the unlikely to do the unlikely. If you're going to have a sand and stars, faith for the future kind of year, you got to see it. To be it. You have to see it to be it. You don't have to see it to believe it. You have to see it to be it. It's The reason God says to Abram. I want you to look up and see the stars. And I want you to look down and see the sand. I want you to have a tangible. It's why today I'm giving my offering tangibly. I give online. I'll actually give my offering online. But I wrote an envelope out for Brandy and I. Because I got to see it to be it. I'm going to sew where I want to go. He said to Abram, I want to give you a picture of everything that I'm going to do for you. Something so big, I don't know that you could honestly see it. The old uh, axiom says that a picture is worth a thousand words. So when you take a walk, Abram, I want you to look up in the sky and see the stars. There's a place in West Texas, Brandon and I have recently discovered. I'm not going to tell you about it because I tell you all my good stuff and then you all go. And then the crowds ruin it for me, you know. So I'm not telling you, but it's over there. You go west for a long time, you drive out in the middle of nowhere, and we found this great little resort out there, and I'm a little bougie, my idea of camping is like a, like a Hampton Inn, you know, and so we, uh, <laughs> we, we found this beautiful resort, I mean, it's okay if you want to sleep on the ground, but I, I work too hard to sleep on the ground, so uh, amen to that. <laughs> so, so we found this great resort out in West Texas, and I love it, we went hiking, it's just beautiful, and it's, it's actually the darkest sky in America, in the continental United States. You can see more stars there than anywhere else in the continental United States, and every night we were out there a couple of couple of nights. We didn't have any kids. Come on, somebody, that's vacation. Watch it. This is adult. Now this is PG, but we were we'd go outside and we'd look at the stars. You could see so. You know when you when you live here in Bernie, you look up, you see a few hundred stars, you think, man, this is beautiful, this is amazing. You go there and you see millions of stars. And he said, Abram, I want you to see. And every time you look up. I want you to see it. God uses your imagination. God uses your imagination. When you're a child, it's so big you can dream. This morning I got up early and my little girl was already in the playroom playing. She's creating worlds with her imagination. But the older you get, the less you imagine. God gave you your imagination for faith. You can close your eyes and see and see what isn't there. I want to challenge you to see it. I want to challenge you to start seeing where you're going. I want, to, I want to challenge you to see it so that you can be it. Write it down like this. Our world has never needed people with a God-sized vision more than they do right now. Our world has never needed spirit-filled, life-giving, God-called, anointed, empowered joy filled excellent spirit people with vision like they do right now pastor why are you why are you so amped up about this next season ask my staff 2023 y'all better watch me i'm coming for i am loaded for bear. Why? Because Jesus is coming back. Because the world's getting evil. Because everybody's they are listen, they're advertising sexualizing our children. They're legalizing things that are an abomination to God. And so help me, we will be a light in the midst of darkness. We're not going to curse the darkness. We're going we're to raise high the light. We're going to reach as many people as we can. We're going to reach the next generation. We're not just going to talk about how bad they are. No, we're going to give them an alternative that this is the best life, that living for Jesus just makes sense. Everything gets better. We need a God-sized vision in this world. You got to see it to be it. You got to see it to be it. And God tells Abram, I want to change you. When you sow into faith, when you have this kind of faith for your future, it changes you on the inside. It does something on the inside of you. Genesis 17 and 5, God says to Abram, No longer will you be called Abram, but your name will be Abraham. Because I've made you the father of many nations. I love this. I don't have time to preach it to you. But God uses past tense language for a present tense problem. God, I wish I had time to preach, and I wish I had an organ because I'd preach that to you. God has past tense language for present tense problems. God's already solved everything you've stayed up worried about. God already has an answer for everything you've lost sleep over. God already's healed every disease you haven't been diagnosed of. God's already saved every lost person. In your, Are you with me, everybody? There's Pat, God said, I've, I have made you the Father. God, you had not made me anything. We're still barren. No, no, no. God says it like this. He says, I've, I've, I've been where you haven't been. I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm at the end before you ever catch up to me. And I already see miracles in your life and breakthrough in your life. I can see what you can't see. And I'm going to call you what you currently aren't until you walk into all that you are. Write it down like this. Number three, got to act your stage. Come on, keys, come play so they think I'm closing. you got to act your stage. Dave Ramsey, the great prophet, says to act your wage. Good, good advice, by the way. you gotta, you got to act like how much you make, but I want to preach faith to you. you got to act the stage that you're on. You, you don't act your age. You need to act the stage. God says to Abram, I'm going to call you what I've already made you. I'm going to call you what I've already made you. I'm going to call you and I want you to start walking in what I've made you. Look at me. Listen to me. For 25 years, Abraham walked around like he was the daddy without a son. For 25 years, Abraham walked around having family reunions without a family. For 25 years, Abram, Abraham and Sarah buy nursery items for a baby who doesn't exist. For 25 years, God says to Abraham, you're the father of many Every time Abraham would introduce himself, people would go, (laughs) father of many nations, you don't even have a son, do you? No, not yet. But I'm already walking in all that God has for me. I'm already acting like I have. The stage of life that God is moving you toward, listen to me, you got to start acting like it now. You can't, look, look at, let me help you. If you're under the age of 40 years old, look into my eyes. You can have the American dream. I promise you, you can buy a house, get a good career, God can bless your life, but you can't show up in pajama pants to an interview. This is, I'm helping you. This is good for you. You can't wear a hoodie every day of your life and expect people to take you seriously. You got to get you a sports coat. This is good preaching. You've got to iron your shirt. An iron is a, is a thing that gets hot. You plug it in. Your grandmama had one. You don't show up wrinkled. Are you with me, everybody? You, you've got to act like I'm supposed to be here. I rarely preach to you on days like today without a coat on. I have a I have a coat in my office in there. I was just sweating so bad. I said I can't do it. It's too hot today. But I normally would wear because I, I listen. Why I'm telling our staff we don't we don't talk like we're here. We act like we're there. Isaiah 46 and 9 says, "I am God, and there is no other. For I am God, and there's none like me." Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient things that are not yet done, my counsel will stand and I'll do my pleasure listen, God says I know you don't see it now but I can and I want you to start walking in the miracle and walking in the future that God has for you, every time Abraham would introduce himself, hi I'm Abraham (laughs) hey I'm Abraham hey I'm the father of many nations you, you don't even have a kid yet you don't have one son yet oh no, but I'm walking in what God has Look at me, when I show up every Sunday, I don't preach to four or five hundred people, I preach to tens of thousands every weekend. I didn't show up for six years, five and a half years to a movie theater, two elementary schools, and a hotel conference room. I showed up to stadiums where people were being born again of the water and the spirit. I show up to permanent buildings that house our ministry center. Thousands of people attend. Ministry to families every single day. We have a 24-hour prayer that happens on our campus nonstop. We broadcast the message of Jesus around the world. We have campuses all over the hill country. I see hundreds of you on short-term mission trips around the globe we're planting churches and building Bible schools and feeding the sick uh, helping the sick and feeding the hungry and, and reaching those that aren't reached yet we're translating the Bible into languages that don't have a copy of the Bible in their language we're carrying the gospel to places to people who've never heard I'm not making decisions based on where I am I'm making decisions based on where we're going I'm acting like the church God's called you to be Today, I'm giving like the church God's called us to be. The more vivid your vision, the more you begin to act like what you see. God's already promised revival and breakthrough and miracles in your life. We've seen so many in our church. I've seen hundreds of people come to faith. When I went to plant this church, I'll tell you a little story that if you're not We have charismatic Pentecostal theology, so I don't don't apologize for that. But if you didn't come from that, this may seem odd to you, but just catch up. You'll get there. (laughs) As I was preparing to plant, there was a prophet, Pastor Larry Stockstill from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I was in a small room of pastors. There were five of us in the room. He looked at me and said, "What what are you doing? It was a very very calm it wasn't you know wasn't lightning from heaven it was just what are you doing I said well we're moving to Bernie to play a the church he said are you ready I said no do you know anybody no is anybody going with you no do you have any money no seems like a good idea yeah he looked at me he said here's the word of the Lord he said you're going I've never told this publicly he said you're going to a dry land he said God's telling me you're going to a dry desert He said, if you'll just keep digging ditches, I'll send rain. And a lot of Saturday nights, I didn't sleep sleep last night. I think, God, it's so dry. God, I don't understand how dry, but I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to dig more ditches. God's going to send the rain. God's going to send the rain. Write it down like this. Faith for the future forces us to get bigger on the inside bigger on the outside you got to believe this in your heart that God's called you to more, that God's called your family to more, I'm not sowing just so just so that, that, that I can say I participated, no I want more, I want to raise I want to raise world changers I want to raise worship leaders and church planters and missionaries I'm sowing to so our church, I want to leave a legacy that lasts beyond me I want to build a legacy and leave behind something. I want to store up treasures in heaven. I don't know how it works, but when you get there, I know this, you'll see it. Everything I do here burns up in the fire. Everything I do for the kingdom shows up in heaven. I want it to show up in heaven. It forces me to get bigger on the inside. Imagine Sarah at 65. Dreaming like a little girl with Barbies. Just dreaming about another life. 25 years she held on. Abraham had been growing and expanding for 25 years. Pushing beyond his comfort zone. You got to change the way you view yourself. From surely God's not choosing me to it's it's got to be me. I'm the one called to this. I'm the one who's called. I'm the one who God's blessed. I'm the one sowing into my future. I want City Hills to be a place of outrageous faith. Let me raise the level of your faith again. Let me raise you up to believe the God for more. Let me raise you up to believe God for kingdom purpose, and kingdom building. Come on, it's more than just me. Stand up all over the house. It's more than just you. I'm believing God for Why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends uh, on your socials? I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.